Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf. And this week, the brand new book from Gabrielle Dolan called Magnetic Stories. Keep listening to find out the types of story that you need to know for your brand and business. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark. And as usual, every week, I'll be sharing with you the three big ideas from the best nonfiction books that I've been reading and doing the reading so you don't have to. This week, it is the new book by Gabrielle Dolan, Magnetic Stories. It's only been out a week at the point that this podcast goes live on the 8th of March. It came out last week on the 1st of March. And I'm pretty excited because I've been following Rao for a while. Rao is what she prefer- Gabrielle prefers to be called which you'll hear about a little bit more in the intro. And I've been following her work for a while. I really like what she does with stories. I really like her work around jargon-free Fridays, which again, I'll talk a little bit more about in the intro to Rao. And yeah, I just think that it's something that we could all be a little bit better at. And reading the book, I was confirmed, or this was confirmed that yes, this is something we can definitely all be a bit better at in terms of telling stories and actually telling real stories from our businesses and the people behind them. Now, I'll talk a little bit more about some of the things I liked in the book and who I would recommend it for as we go through into the big ideas. But as usual, first of all, I will tell you a little bit more about the book and the author. Your brand is the stories people share about you when you're not in the room. And it's these brand stories that determine if people buy from you, employ you, work for you or invest in you. When the stakes are that high, wouldn't you want to take control of it? In Magnetic Stories, business storytelling expert Gabrielle Dolan reveals how you too can create and share stories that stick. In the book, you'll learn how to define and distinguish your brand, stand out from the competition, implement brand storytelling effectively, strengthen your presence online by sharing magnetic stories, and make your employees and customers your greatest advocates. In a world of inauthentic brands, Magnetic Stories is a must-read for anyone who wants their brand to be relatable, believable, and create long-term brand loyalty. And all of that information was taken from gabrieldolan.com. Links to that are in the show notes. And if you head over to Gabrielle's website, you'll find that actually you can download the first chapter of the book for free. And there's also some other resources that support the book as well. So if you have already read it or if you're planning on reading it, I'd recommend hopping over there to have a look. Let's learn a little bit more about Gabrielle. Gabrielle prefers to be called Rao, especially by those that she has previously met. She is highly sought after keynote speaker, educator and author, and she is also happily married with two lovely teenage daughters that keep her honest. She has an MBA and has also completed studies at Harvard, which is arguably to compensate for when she failed a final year English. It was while working in a senior leadership role at the National Australia Bank, or the NAB, that she realised the power of storytelling in effective business communications. Since that epiphany, Gabrielle has found her calling as a global thought leader on authentic leadership and business storytelling. In 2020, her dedication to the industry was recognised when Rao was awarded Communicator of the Year by the International Association of Business Communicators Asia-Pacific Region. The ultimate expression of her passion for the cause is her Jargon Free Fridays movement, which you can find more about at jargonfreefridays.com. A little bit more about Rao is available on her website, gabrieldolan.com. Again, link in the show notes. And you can probably get a sense already from that little intro that Gabrielle is quite witty and that is definitely clear in the book. For a start, the book is really punchy. It's only about 170 pages long in terms of the the content stuff. There's a few kind of references and indexes in the front and back as usual. But what I really appreciated was that there isn't too much packed in there. And I find it's pretty common, and I've talked about this 
several times before on the podcast, it's pretty common now to find that, I don't know, maybe authors have been given a, a word count limit or a page limit or something and they kind of have to fill it. So they overfill the book with more than they need to do. And this is not the case for this book. So I finished it in a couple of days at a pretty kind of casual pace and found it really practical as well and memorable because there isn't too much packed in it. The other thing I really liked about it is that at the bottom of lots of the pages, there are little sort of side notes or quips that Rao adds to add to the stories. And those some of those actually did make me chuckle aloud. All right, let's get into the three big ideas from the book Magnetic Stories by Gabrielle Dolan. Big idea number one, five types of story. Rao talks about in the book the, the different types of story that you can be looking out for and starting to use a little bit more in your business communication. The five types that she identifies are the creation story, so how the business started, the founder story, etc. Culture stories, those ones are usually around the values, how the values have been brought to life by the people who work at the company. So a good example of that, and there's a couple of examples like this in the book from Nordstrom in the US department store, who famously will give refunds on items that may have been purchased years before or may not even have been purchased at Nordstrom. The third type of story is customer. So customer stories where you showcase your customers, maybe the effect that your product has had on them or the effect that them using your service or winning your award or whatever it is that has, has had on them, their business, their lives, etc. The fourth type is challenge. So how has the business responded to either internal or external challenges? What was the response? What did they do? And, and how did that come to life? Finally, the fifth type of story you can be looking for in your business is the community stories, the examples of doing good things. And there's several examples in the book from the company who gives a crap, based in Australia, based in Melbourne, actually, who are a toilet roll company. Also, now you might find them in the UK and the US, who just consistently and constantly do great things for the community. And not just in the fact that they give 50% of their profits away to build toilets in places that do not have toilets, but they also just do good stuff through their employment practices and through the way they just do business. So that's the five types of story, creation, culture, customer, challenge, and community. Very helpfully, all start with the letter C. Big idea number two is your stories aren't stories. Once you've defined and identified the types of stories, you, you need to go out and find them. But most of the time you'll find that people won't even think of these things as stories. They're just things that have happened. Rao talks a lot about the process of finding stories, how she has run workshops with organizations or with people from organizations. And often when she asks, okay, tell me a story about this or tell me a story about your business, people look at her kind of blankly. But when she intentionally gathers people together and asks bigger questions, such as tell me about a time when, or describe to me this, will always spark those, oh, well, there was this customer once who blah, 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 or there was this person who worked here 10 years ago who blah, 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 blah. And that will trigger those kinds of stories. And these workshops sound amazing, to be honest, because it, they're, they're basically just a waterfall of stories. And what Rao and the team will do, who are, you know, when they're facilitating these workshops, be it, be it the internal team or, or other facilitators, will gather all of those stories, they'll collect them, they'll record them and start to see where those themes are. 
And it's this type of process that helps collect the stories and also helps to teach people the power of those stories. Just because just by being in one of those experiences, they will start to hear, oh, yeah, this, this is how we do things around here. Or this is the difference we make, especially when people over time, especially in bigger organizations, you know, may have become disenfranchised or become slightly skeptical of maybe the impact of the business. This can be a really eye-opening experience also for the opposite reason. Sometimes stories can reveal that the, the delta or the difference between the desired reality and the reality. So for example, if you've sat down, you've said, right, our values are these things and we've got you know some of the boring normal ones that you hear around integrity or something like that. And this is one of the examples that Rao gives in the book as well is that if when you then sit down and do one of these storytelling workshops or sessions, no stories come out around integrity, even when it's been hinted to a little bit more. Kind of goes to show that maybe this value that you thought you had, maybe it's not that important. Maybe it's not really a way that you are currently working and needs a little bit more bringing to life or role modeling, for example. So that's big idea number two, find your stories that aren't stories. Finally, big idea number three is share your stories. Your website, you can make little videos, social media posts, pitches, your coffee cups, although obviously I'm very much against putting on your coffee cups because everyone should be using reusable coffee cups, please. Anyway, side note on that, um, there's so many options about or for ways that you can share your story with the world. But the important thing is that it's done in an authentic way and built into the way of doing things rather than just a sort of stuck on add on kind of thing that kind of just looks a bit clunky. So it's really important that this is embedded at the highest levels of your organization for it to become real, authentic and part of how your company operates. You need to create a story culture and you do that by sharing the stories. So including them in the CEO updates, including it in your newsletters, including it on your bags that you send out or your packaging stuff that you send out to your customers, whatever it happens to be, whether you're a product or a service, there are so many options and ways of sharing your story and do it in a way that that creates, it becomes part of the brand. So whether it's the language you use, the imagery you use with it, there's so many ways for you to start thinking about bringing that to life a little bit more. And you don't necessarily always have to share all of them. So if you went back to the five types of story that we talked about in big idea number one, it might be that you focus more on the customer stories. You've really showcased them. And whenever you send out a comms or whether, whenever you do a social media post, it's all about your customers. Maybe that's where you focus. And then every so often, maybe on your website or a few times a year, you might share something more around the creation story of the business or, or a community story or something, but you might focus more on customer, for example. So there's many ways of doing this and you can get pretty creative with it as well. But the important thing, like I said, is that it's authentic and built into the way of doing things. And one of the things I really enjoyed about the book and is what kept me turning the pages as I was sat reading it is all the examples of the stories that she includes. Now, one of the things I found quite interesting uh, just from a complete personal preference perspective is that often I find it a little bit frustrating in books when lots of other people's content is included in the book. But with this one, I almost didn't even notice it. And it's only now really that I'm thinking about it that I thought, oh yeah, that is that is the case. So in the book, there's lots of different examples of stories that brands share on their websites or that conversations that Rao had with the founders or someone who works in the organization to share their story. 
And this takes up, I don't know, probably 40% of the book, maybe maybe 30 or 40% of the book is made up of these examples. But that's actually what keeps you reading. And they're just such perfect ways of bringing the content of Rao's book to life. Because the, the information she's sharing is actually pretty simple. It's very much a case of the hard thing is actually doing it. So if you just want a reference point of really great brand stories, some creative ways that brands have brought their stories to life. And at the back of the book alone, there are several case stories, as Rao calls them, in the book that you could use as a bit of inspiration. It's, it's worth reading just for that, I'd say. So anyway, that's big idea number three, share your stories. So there we go, three big ideas from the book, Magnetic Stories by Gabrielle Dolan. Big idea number one, the five types of story. Big idea number two, find your stories that aren't stories. And big idea number three, share your stories. I was really lucky to be gifted a copy of this book, but with no obligation of talking about it or doing anything with it or giving it a great review. I read it and enjoyed it and I'm sharing it with you for that reason. I've also recommended it to a couple of people who I know have enjoyed some other storytelling books, such as Matthew Dick's book, Storyworthy, which I talked about in a previous episode, and Donald Miller's books around story brand. Shared it with a couple of those people who I know have really enjoyed those books and are into the storytelling type of way of communicating. So if that is you, I would recommend this book as an addition to that pile. I would also recommend this book for anyone who's running a small business and is always really stuck for content. And I know that's that's many of you. And this is such a great way of reminding yourself, oh yeah, I have got heaps of content to share. I just need to kind of systemize it a little bit more or think about it in a little bit of a more creative and more intentional way because you've got so much information already within your business with its stories. Equally, if you are struggling over your About Us page or your Our Story page, and by the way, Gabrielle does talk in the book about how telling a story is not just as simple as renaming your About Us page to Our Story. You can't just do that and say it's a story. That is not the case. But anyway, if you're stuck on writing those for your website, this again will be a really good resource to inspire some different ways of thinking about that so you don't end up just writing a timeline of what has happened in your life or in the business's existence. If you've read this book already, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Instagram and LinkedIn are the best ways to contact me. Contact details, as usual, are in the show notes. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.